from Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid, the best sales and marketing tips of your week in 15 minutes or less. Although, Luke, I'm going to have to stop saying 15 minutes or less because, yeah, because recently we suck at hitting we've been on minutes. a 20-minute mark, so <laughs> 21 minutes. But it's because we have so much content to share. <laughs> or we're just so unorganized yeah, that we can't get through it. <laughs> no, but today's podcast, we are going to talk about, you see it in the title, four tips for better lead conversion. As a sales or marketing professional, your ability to capture leads, create quality appointments, and close more sales is the life or death of your business. If you think that's an exaggeration, I did some math. We have a lead calculator and we're going to link to that at the end of the show. We're going to give you the URL. But it's a math. And this is taking real estate as an example. Yes. If you were able to increase your any part of your lead conversion, like your conversion points along that path of getting a lead to getting that lead to an appointment, to getting that appointment to a listing taken, to getting that listing taken to an, uh, uh, an agreement and then a contract, right? If you were to increase any, any points of that by 10 percentage points, that's a difference between $50,000 in GCI. Just by increasing that over the course of time. Well, tell them what we found out. Well, like, this I is painful. You, you guys want to see, yeah, you want to see me cry on a podcast? Listen so I to went the back, stat that Josh chatted me this morning. I went back and I did the math on the last, I think it was either two and a half or three years of sales. Um, and if we were to just increase our win percentage, so that's when a, uh, a lead goes to our callers, yeah. right? And then the result of that call of the lead. becomes either a loss or a win, right? That is a one percentage point increase is the difference between $6 million. Yeah, so we've lost that because we couldn't increase our win percentage by 1%. We lost $6 million. Yeah. And it makes me want to punch somebody <laughs> in the face. Or so, can, if you think about it, if we spin it, yeah. if you from now on increase it by 1%, we're, gonna get $6 we're million gaining extra $6 million. In, in three years. Focus but, on, Ariel has a tattoo that says focus on the good. Yeah. So she's our eternal optimist. Well, here. optimists sell more than pessimists, just That's FYI, yep. statistically, statistically proven. Yeah. But I mean, it just shows you that if you can increase your win percentages even by a just one point, a by 10%, bit. man, you can affect your bottom line tremendously. Yeah. So let's get into it. We're going to go through some of our. Uh, uh, tips for better lead conversion. I'm actually going to start off by taking the marketer's approach yes. to this. We were talking about this before. And that's really being able to qualify your leads better upfront. So this really comes into your marketing. And this is something that we've had to learn from experience and from our own growing pains from the standpoint of we were generating from a marketing uh, team a lot of leads that were not well qualified, mm -hmm. meaning they weren't in the proper buying phase of the funnel. So three phases of the funnel, if you think about it, your top of funnel is awareness. These people know who you are. Middle of funnel is consideration. They're now interested in your product or they're showing signs that they actually know about your product and are interested in it. Then you've got the bottom of funnel. Right. This is the decision point. This is buy or die right here, the bottom of the funnel. They're the most qualified leads from a selling perspective. We were taking people either from the top of our funnel or from what we thought were middle of funnel leads, but they were actually coming in because and I'll tell you what the ad was. The ad was like, our magazine's better than a postcard. Yeah. And we had pictures of what looked like a postcard. They were coming in thinking, hey, I, I want postcards. <laughs> so we were seeing horrible win percentages on this. 
So that actually allowed us to tailor our marketing differently and then also take those people coming in at the top of our funnel and doing better drip campaigns yes. and nurture campaigns on those folks to get them to the middle of the funnel. Now, one of the things I'll say about that is if you're doing this yourself, meaning you're running lead magnets on things that put people into that awareness phase, this might be uh, seeing what your home value is, right? Uh, looking at a competitive market analysis. That might just be people that are sort of interested. They're thinking about it. They're aware of a potential solution that they need. Yep. What you want to do with them uh, and what you want to do with people that are in the top of the funnel, you want to make sure that you're emailing them immediately with that item of value. Yep. Give them that item of value. And in that first email, only give them that item of value. Just deliver don't, don't on what they asked them. for. Yeah. Then, and I was reading Marketing Made Simple by Donald Miller. I'm going to see, I got to see if I can get him on the podcast because yeah. I want him to walk through this phase with us. He says do about five to six emails after that where you're just delivering value and then go in and ask for the sale. But in that last email where you're asking for the sale, be extremely clear about what you are asking for because your goal here is not to get 100% of the people taking advantage of that sale. Right. Your goal here is to find the people that are qualified for your business that then trigger your phone calls, your text messages, all yep. of your other uh, lead conversion activities that come after that. Yeah. Well, it's the Gary V model, jab, jab, right hook. Yeah. Right. You want to you give, you want to give, and then you want to go in for the ask because you're setting it up better. Yeah. I think qualifying your leads, I think people always make the mistake is they want to throw as much as they can against the wall and see what sticks. But the reality is, is the more fine-tuned you can have in your list, the more understanding you can have of who these people are. It's like Facebook leads, for instance. We had, you know, Grant Wise on the podcast who talked about doing Facebook. Facebook ads. And one of the things he said is leads aren't the problem, right? There's so many leads out there. It's conversion of leads that's yep. the problem. Working with my brother with his Facebook ads, he has, you know, we spent 45 or 4,600 bucks. He generated like 700 plus leads, right? But the, but the, here's the reality that 700 plus leads, like those aren't all ready to buy right now. So you've got to understand when you're calling them, the mindset that you got to be calling them with, that they are top of funnel and you got to first then qualify them. The, the tip I would give well, to the people- The mindset's a helpful mindset, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. It's a helpful mindset and it's going in with the qualification mindset. It's the discovery phase mindset because it's going to help in your approach to like, if you're nervous to make phone calls, a lot of times it's because you're trying to get something, Yep. right? So if you flip your mindset and go, hey, look, I'm not trying to get something. I'm trying to help somebody. It totally alleviates the pressure of picking up the phone and calling somebody. But one of the key components of lead conversion is speed to lead. You talked about give them what they want right away. Getting in contact with them, especially for your middle of funnel, your bottom of funnel, the faster you can get in contact with them. It was like 50% of all businesses so 50% when it comes to a lead for all industries will go with the first person who contacts them. It's like 70 something percent. I want to say 73% according to the National Association of Real Estate for realtors. Like it's, it's, if you can get in front of them fastest, you're going to get the business, but it's not just first in front of them. It's actually speed to getting in front of them because it, we all know the stats, but I was reading today. If you get in front of them within five minutes, they're 21 more times likely to book an appointment with you to buy from you. It makes perfect sense. Think about it logically. It's not about research and statistics. It's this. If I'm in context of requesting information off of a website, 
my brain is still thinking about that within the next five minutes. Yeah. I still understand why I requested that. Human beings, man, we have shiny <laughs> objects syndrome. We moving. can't even remember. The amount of leads I've called that don't even remember what they requested is yeah. hilarious, right? Yeah. So it, it makes perfect sense that if someone is requesting information from you from a Facebook ad, if someone's reaching out from a, a CMA for your postcards that you send out, get in contact with them right away because it's going to increase your chances of closing that Well, Chris Smith in the conversion code, he even says like the difference between five minutes and 30 minutes. Once you once you get up to the 30-minute mark, it's 100x times less likely for that person to actually you to be able to contact yep. them. It's, and it's exponential from there. It is. It's like you can watch the graph. Go look at the research. Just Google in our Google-like speed to lead, and you'll see all this research. Yeah, what did Michael Hellickson say? He said the number one buyer of leads on Realtor.com who's going to spend like $1.8 million on leads. It, I think it was speed to lead down that. to 18 seconds. Yeah. First team. Think about that. That's your competition on the phone. That's your competition. So if you can get speed to lead, that's uh, critical. Also, the contacts would be the tip that I would give you is like, how do you increase your conversion? Your frequency of contact matters and your medium of contact matters. And what people don't understand, and we see this in the stats all the time, is they don't understand that you have to call like five to 12 times. Here at Reminder Media, we have 120 plus people calling. We have to call people nine times when they've requested samples from us. And we know that if we can get them in that nine times, we have a huge chance of closing them. You have to keep calling these people. And it actually goes to referrals and appointments as well. You have to follow up five times for people after the first meeting to get that next appointment. But 44% of salespeople will only follow up one time after an appointment. Crazy. So half of the people won't follow up after their listing presentation, after they're first showing that person around, whatever it is. Think about your database when you're making calls to your sphere. We released a feature called Targeted Follow-Up, where we're actually analyzing your mailing list and going, here are people who are most likely to move and list their home if you're in real estate. And a lot of people maybe are only calling that person one time. But it takes five times sometimes to get someone on the phone, if not more. You need to contact your people consistently. But it's not just about consistency. It's the medium, right? So you have so many tools at your fingertips. And it's all about being holistic. The more you can get in front of somebody, the more they're going to think about you, the more they're going to buy from you or use you or go on an appointment. Text message, 98% open rate of text message. Yeah, yeah. Email, social media, video message, Popeyes, phone call. There's freaking six ways I just listed right there that you can hit a lead. And the more you hit that lead, the more it increases your chances to get a hold of that person. Yeah, absolutely. There's been a lot of background noise. So uh, I am the most distractible person so in the sorry. world. I'm so sorry. I kept looking up and being like, is it going to stop soon? Is it gonna? And I kept looking at Josh. Josh was like, is it coming back to on? me? Is it my, is it yeah, my tip? Yeah, turn? it's your tip. Turn. All right, here's yeah. my tip. This is, again, this is another marketer's type of very like scientific. This is, if anyone does the disc, right? Uh, if you're a high C like I am, you'll get behind this. The next one is to measure your conversion rates. I think so many people mm. miss this. And I think that a lot of salespeople miss it because you got into sales to help people. You got into yeah. sales to meet people, not to sit around and do numbers and measure conversion rates. But one of the things that we found in our business, and we've just experienced this recently, is we used to meet Look, we measure everything. We measure yep. the amount of people that uh, see our Facebook ad to the amount of people that click through that. So that's a conversion point that we're working on constantly improving. Uh, we're looking at people that are hitting the landing page yep. and then how many people actually fill out the form. So again, that's going to speak to how well is your landing page actually influencing or persuading people to raise their hand. And then ultimately, we're looking at 
how many people are we calling? How many contacts are we making from leads to our floor to actual wins? And when we started kind of, um, when we really started looking into this, we made some significant improvements in terms of our ability to improve the closing rate because now marketing and sales are aligned. And if you're a solo agent, you are marketing and sales. So you've got to get aligned with yourself in terms of, and be very real with yourself because we've had to have some real conversations between sales and marketing where it's like the salespeople aren't treating the leads right. Well, the marketing (laughs) isn't right. They're bringing in the wrong type of leads. So working together to look at those and the numbers will tell you the truth. Yep, The numbers will tell you the truth. The daily activity the motivation, the coaching, the uh, the preparation, that will yep. uh, tailor the performance, but the numbers will show you where the truth actually lies. And when we stopped looking and meeting every week about our win percentage and our conversion rates, that started to dip. So we're going to start meeting again every week to really focus on that because it gets both teams focused towards the same yep. thing. Marketing now wants to create leads that are going to close better and sales wants to close those leads yep. better because they've got some insight into what that marketing team is doing as well. Yep. It's what's top of mind. What's in front of you is where your energy is going to go, right? Where you focus is where your energy is going to flow. And so you should be thinking to yourself, how do I implement a meeting, a checkpoint for myself? Even if you're by yourself, you have no other people in your business. It's just you. Once a week, you sit down and you review your conversion numbers and it will point you to where you're weak. It will point you if you're weak at closing appointments. It will point you if you're weak at qualifying. It will showcase to you what you actually need to be working on to increase your chances. Couple points I think you should make is on landing pages because we have found, I know one thing that we found with landing pages that I've seen is, hey, make it very simplistic and don't point people other places. Like if you're trying to get people to convert no, your, on your landing Your landing pages, page is your most important piece of real estate. And I saw a stat that was like, I can't remember exactly, but it's basically like if you you can like double your sales or double your amount of leads if you go from even 10 to 15 different landing pages. Like it's the crazy. amount and variation of your landing pages matter so much. But a couple points about landing pages. One, a landing page is not a website. Right. You should have no navigation on that on yep. that landing page. You should have no other purpose for that page. One page equals one purpose, meaning you should have a single call to action. When somebody comes to your landing page, the only thing you want to get them to do is do the thing that they came to your landing page for. Now, people can get to your landing page from your Facebook ads, from your Google ads, from your um, emails, right? From your postcards. If you're sending out the magazine, you're directing people to a landing page. I would even say that if you are using our magazine, don't put your website in your magazine. Yeah, put your landing Put a landing page in your magazine that has a clear call to action, letting people know what you want them to do. Um, So many people, like if you go into Google ads, uh, or just do any search right now for a term that you think, ads might appear for. So like to do postcards or do marketing, do something like that. Click on those links in Google ads. If it's a good landing page, you should be able to within three seconds, know what they want you to do, not see any navigation on that page and see that single call to action. Forms are another important thing to focus on. The less fields on a form, the better. The less friction that you have to create for your visitor, the better. It also makes people feel like they're not giving out all of their information. Yes. So if you start putting out, you've got to have your name, your email, your phone number, your address, and just keep going on and on. What industry? (laughs) How many employees? Like you just keep going on and on and on. People will get form fatigue. They will drop off. There's a significant drop off based on the number of fields. With that said, make sure you're capturing what you need. If you are doing something that requires a phone number, make sure you get their name and the phone number. Maybe you don't get the email on that one. If you're sending them an item of value, get their email, try and get the rest of their contact information another way. You can also use progressive profiling forms. So if you're using any sort of marketing automation 
or landing page software for your business, the next time they come back to your page, you already know who they are. You've got their, you've got their yeah. name and their email address. Now, maybe you just ask for their phone number for that next piece of value. That's a, there's a whole other thing there about retargeting. Like you want to increase your lead conversion, start doing retargeting. Check out Grant Wise's podcast. Maybe Ariel, you can look up what episode number that is. But um, he talks about retargeting with your, your Facebook ads and how that can increase your lead conversion. Here's the last bonus tip I'll give you is that I think a lot of people make mistakes with lead conversion is they treat the lead as momentary, right? They, they treat it as an immediate gratification, meaning Josh comes in as a lead. If I can't close Josh, if he's not looking to purchase my product or use my services right now, then that's all I kind of do with Josh. I might nurture him to try to, you know, increase it over time. Oh, the average lead, just subpoint, it's six to 24 months of incubation on a lead before you convert that lead on, mm. on average. I thought that was interesting. So when leads come in, think six to 24 months, you might have to nurture this thing. But a key point that I point out for people is that lead is worth so much more than the immediate transaction. 91% of consumers will say they will refer. Yeah, They will advocate on behalf of a business. 11% of salespeople actually ask for referrals. And so that person that comes in as a lead could be so much more than just an immediate transaction to you. It can be a relationship that then you know gets you to other transactions. So make sure just as a bonus point for lead conversion, how are you converting this person and how are you nurturing them to not just get the immediate transaction from them, but get the long-term business repeat and referral business. Absolutely. There you go. So there are our tips for better lead conversion. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to Stay Paid Podcast for the video of this episode, as well as a link to our own lead calculator. So you can track your own lead conversions by downloading our worksheet, which is a lead calculator. It has all of those different points we talked about. And then obviously the most important point, which is actually converting them Mm -hmm. to a client. You can track those over at remindermedia.com slash calculator. So download that today. All all we ask is for is your email address and then you will be in our top of funnel. Yeah, you'll be a lead. (laughs) (laughs) To support the show, we would love it if you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review and a comment to let us know how we're doing. I actually want to go back to that point real quick. If you're trying to improve your email marketing or your lead conversion, subscribe to marketers. Find marketing companies and just watch what they're doing. It's okay. You can unsubscribe later. Don't be afraid. Yeah, but look at what they're doing. Look at the experience. Yes. Look at how you feel when you get that first email from them. Pick the things that you like that make you feel good. Reject the things that you don't like that don't make you feel good. And then use that in your own marketing. So I had to jump Uh, back to that real quick. I mean, I'll I'll point something out to everybody. Facebook's ad library will show you the ads that are running on all these um, people's pages, if they're running ads, look at the date and look how long they've been running the ad. If they've been running the ad for a year, like we have some ads that have been running for over a year, you know that ad's working. Unless people are terrible marketers and they're just throwing away their money, you know, wow, that ad's working. So if you're a real estate agent, go look at other real estate agents in your area. Look at the ads they're running. If they're running any ads, it it implies to every business, gyms, dentists, like you can look from a Facebook perspective, see what's working. Email campaigns, subscribe to their email list, see what they're doing, follow people. Before there was Facebook, there was MySpace. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. And the best way to support this show is to tell a friend about this and share on your social media. Make sure you're tagging us at Stay Paid Podcast. Uh, Speaking of leads, uh, I don't know if you read the news, uh, Luke, but Sting, Sting, you know, the the singer, Sting has gone missing. Yeah. The police have no lead. So the police have no lead on where Sting 
and Sting was the lead singer yeah, of, of Police. So the police. All right. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. This is what I get for Ariel's Googling. like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that one I needed some help. And of course, you can follow us. We are at Stay Paid Podcast on Instagram. And check out our business also, our business Instagram. We are at Reminder Media. So you can follow us there as well. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre. And here's the action item for you. Start adding different mediums of communication to go after your leads, right? So we talked about speed to lead, which is important. But I want you to start, like, if you're only doing phone calls to your leads, start adding text message in. If you're only doing phone calls and text message, add email. The more mediums that you can use to get in front of that lead, the better chance you have of converting. Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 